This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. So who she does it again? Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm your producer, Britton Ransford, and with us today, as always, is Bob Loomis from Max Lure and Richie Herod from Herod Outdoors. Um, on, the, on the way to work this morning, it was pretty icy and cold, and it got Bobby and I talking um, about you know some, some memorable cold hunts that we've been on and uh, <laughs> you know how, how technology has changed and you know there's what Bobby said was just there's really no reason to ever be cold again, which is, is very true. But there's a lot of things that go into that. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is just some cold weather hunting tips, how to prepare for it, um, what to do when you're out in the field. And uh, these two uh, are going to just take it away and let's stay warm. Yeah, you know, um, there is an old saying, well, I don't know how old it is, but it's a saying that people often, you often hear people say is, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. <laughs> And there's a lot yep. of, there's a lot of truth to that. And, uh, one of the things that Bobby and I were talking about, you know, before we got started with this was just remembering back in our youth and in the old, <laughs> you know, back in the seventies and early eighties, even, um, when we were growing up, basically we had wool and cotton and those were kind of our choices. Yep. And you went to the field and a lot of times we just went to the field with cotton and, uh, and you'd get wet, and it doesn't dry. And another saying that you'll often hear is people say is cotton kills, and that's the truth because when it gets wet, you can't get dried out, and it's a real problem. And when wool, although it's fairly warm, it soaks water up, especially the old kind of wool. You know, it was thick, and it would soak it up. And, and same thing, you could never hardly get it dried out. And if you're on the West side, it may draw, never dry out and it would, it would rot on you. But anyway, so in the old days, when we'd go out, we, our clothing didn't really allow us to, to do those things. And then we got ourselves into some pickles sometimes. I, I can tell some stories. How about oh, you? Oh, I, I'll, I'll tell you, Rich. <laughs> I, I was telling Britain on the way up and, and, you know, we're, we're just talking about things and, and, I started telling him about, you know, growing up there in Lake Chelan and, and where I lived was, was outside of Chelan there a little ways. And, and I used to be able to go walk out the back door and go chucker hunting. Mm-hmm. And I go chucker hunting up there behind the house. And, and of course my mom would look at me and goes, can't you stay home just for a little <laughs> bit? No, you know, no, no, I got, I got things to do. And going up on the hill, you know, the stuff that we had, you're wearing boots that, that you had to wax like 25 times to try to keep them from, <laughs> yeah. from soaking up any type of water. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I take off from the house and I, I lived on the, on the edge of the butte. I lived up, up there. So within like five minutes, I could be hunting quail and chuckers and, and whatever. And I'd go up there and... I'd have a pair of Levi's on and mm-hmm. a pair yep. of, of cotton long underwear. Of course. 
you know. That's and, what I had and, to. And then like 12 jackets. Yeah. You know, you, you'd have. Layers. You'd have, yeah, layers. <laughs> Absolutely. You'd have like, you know, two or three layers yeah. on. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all cotton. Every bit of it was. Mm-hmm. And you go up there and you'd hunt chuckers and you would sweat. Oh, my God. You know, you, you know how much you walk. Oh, yeah. Well. By the time you walk three or four miles in 10 inches, 12 inches of snow mm-hmm. and shooting birds, picking up birds, doing all the stuff that, that you usually do and then walk home, you know, you're soaking wet. Yep. Nothing ever dried out. Oh, no. And by the time you got home, even though you just walked three, four, five miles in the snow. Yeah. You're, you're freezing your butt off. Yeah, you're shivering. Your feet are freezing because they leaked. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was just one of those things. And that's why I you guys make fun of me. But I've always said, today, if you're cold, it's your own fault. Yeah, really. Be, because of what we have today with whether it's Gore-Tex boots, whether it's Gore-Tex outers, you know, uh, of jackets whether it's uh all of the different types of under wear that we can wear right you know all the synthetic materials oh the all the synthetics and stuff that that wick moisture away from your body um you know you name it 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 it, it's your own fault yeah just because of that fact and you know we 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 go out and we fish in uh weather that's uh Two degrees, blowing 12, yep. and you know what? You're warm Yeah, because of the gear that you're able to wear. Yeah, the, the, the materials that we have these days, the, the insulation factor that's so much thinner. Yep. There's just so many good options out there, and, and you, know, you can kind of pick your own. But the, the thing that you know, over the years I've learned, because we've had, as kids, had the very same experience yeah. that you just described, wearing cotton long johns and cotton pants and uh, sure. leather boots with no insulation. Yep. And that's what we wore. And you, you know, if if anything would have happened, oh. you know, if we would have not been able to get back, oh. you'd you'd have been in a, in a bad way. And you'd have so, died. You, you really could. You could get hypothermia. And sure. so one of the things over the years that I've always done is uh, learn to be prepared for that for that next outing and getting the right gear slowly. And, and granted, for those of you listening, yes, some of that stuff is expensive, but acquire it over time. You don't have to buy it all at once. Um, start with your base layers and go from there because those are the most important things. you got to get that yep. cotton away from your body. So it starts with having good gear, but I don't care if you're going on the water, if you're going to go chucker hunting, if you're going to go deer hunting, or if you're going to go elk hunting, or what it is you're going to do, you should always think about preparing for the worst case scenario. What if I have to spend one night out? And anymore what I'm doing, even with my chucker vest, because um, they make great vests these days. I mean, criminy sakes, it's not just a little... Yeah. shell that you put over you've got pockets and all kinds of things in it and i have a uh, pocket in the back where i add uh something to make fire with that even if it gets wet it's going to make fire sure and there's lots of options for those 
Um, I usually take a lighter because matches, you know, they're yep. not reliable. Take a lighter. You can stick that in your pocket and warm it up. It'll, it'll go any time. Yep. Uh, some sort of light source and a little bit of food. Toilet paper. And, well, yes. <laughs> you have your TP. Yeah, no. Yes, you do have. That's not not a joke. You no, no, that. I'm not joking. That, that's. <laughs> oh, no. The only thing in my hunting pack is toilet paper. <laughs> no. <laughs> You need to add a couple more that, items. Yeah, you got you got to have a lighter. You got to have a lighter. Something make you know that you can make fire even wet conditions. Light and a little bit of food and obviously water. Always carrying some water with you. And I do that no matter what I do anymore. I've I've gone chugger hunting in, in rural eastern Oregon, in the middle of nowhere, get stuck in the fog, and you don't know which way is up. Now in the old days. You just had to know your terrain and direction really well. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, with our phones that can be GPS. Again, another reason you should never be lost and you should never know what pro- property you're on. You should never not know those things because you have a computer in your hand, most of us do, yep. or the ability to have a handheld GPS. So, you know, being prepared when you go out, even if you think it's going to be for a day trip, just in case is uh, is really important. Now, the other thing is uh, we could go on and on. Maybe that's a whole different topic, Britton. Uh, um, how do you prepare for a backcountry hunt when you're going to be, you know, days? Um, sure. And how do you do that? That may be something we should talk about sometime. I've done a fair amount of that. And um, there's some really, you know, important lessons that I've learned <laughs> that I <laughs> pass along. Don't do that. Don't take uh, <clears throat> all hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't work. No, I've already tried it. It doesn't work. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think preparedness, and, and Britain said that before, being prepared is, a, is an important part. Oh, the, you know, the, the whole uh, preparedness is... is, is uh, Say that again? Preparedness? <laughs> <laughs> be, be, being prepared for everything, you know, it is an, a situation that, that everybody wants to, you know, you don't want to think about it. But you have to, you have to have it in the back of your mind. Whether you're just going up behind the house, like I did, you know, when I explained when I was a kid, you know, with yeah. all the all the uh, cotton and everything else, and being soaking wet and freezing, and you know, even you walked over five miles, or you're you're staying overnight, you know, you're you're spending time in an area. You always want to have the right stuff you need. And, you know, we don't have any sponsors of, of Gore-Tex or any of the rest of the stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, bottom line is, is if you get cold when you're hunting or fishing or you get wet or you're miserable or whatever, it's your own fault. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's too many things that are out there today that can alleviate those problems that a lot of people don't take advantage of and you know what it just makes it that much better for us fat old guys <laughs> that that have gone through those periods right. of wet cold right. you know freezing etc expect the unexpected too you know, oh, unexpected things that come up well, you know i think that's important fog come in you know or like a blizzard when it was supposed to be, you know, fifty degrees and oh, yeah. sure, all of a sudden sure. you get six a- inches of snow and absolutely, Britain. Absolutely. You you have to be prepared for all of the things that exist. And you know, if you're not, it's your own fault. Well, let's face it, the Pacific Northwest 
and it doesn't matter if it's May or if it's September or what month it is, there there's weather in some part of our country yeah. yep. that will kill you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the bottom line is that you can get yourself in a bad way in a hurry. So whenever you go out uh, on the water or in the field to hunt, you should put a little thought into, hey, uh, what if things went wrong? Yep. <laughs> Am I going to be able to handle, you know, the situation? And it doesn't take much time. Like I said, a few, no. a few items along with the appropriate gear, like we're talking about, you know, take, take time. I know it's sometimes can be hard on the pocketbook, but just take time, buy it, buy it in components, save up for it. And, uh, eventually you'll have a really nice set of very, very good gear that may save your butt. Oh, uh, I, I'm going to tell you. When they came out with with Gore-Tex boots, mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. that yeah. that 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 was like you know, that was like a godsend, you know, and and that was when I was living over on the the west side of the mountains and and hunting over there, right? Well, a lot more rain, yeah. Oh my God, you know, you didn't have to wax them, you didn't have to do all the different things, you know, you put twenty five uh, coats of of yeah. uh, snow seal on yeah. the outside of the right holy cow yeah you know they they were they were a true they were expensive mm-hmm. but you know what it didn't matter they your feet were dry yeah boy you know make a big difference oh it makes a huge difference when when you're chasing elk in the timber all day or or whatever you're doing you know right and it it's something that or you had a jacket made out of Gore-Tex that, uh, you know, if you got it dirty, you could still wash it and it still stayed together and, yeah. and was a good, you know, outer layer yeah. to yeah, shed the water. Because those old style, when they started making oh, uh, yeah. with a little bit of uh, like thin plastic inside oh, of it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it worked for a couple of times until yeah. you washed it or you watered it up and then yeah. it broke, you know, eventually broke and then it oh, yeah. leaked and then it wasn't. It wasn't really good. So now we have these materials. Yeah, we've we've got all these these new materials that are out there yep. that are fantastic for for outdoor hunting, fishing, mm-hmm. you know, etc. And you know, they're great. And like that's you know, you guys have heard me say it before. It's your own fault if you're cold or you're <laughs> wet or you're you know, whatever. So for sure, well, those are some good tips and. Uh... Yeah, if you guys have any specific questions about cold weather hunting, <clears throat> uh, just shoot us a, a message on uh, Instagram or Facebook at WAO Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe, and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Whoa.